thinking, why am I playing that on a Wednesday morning? The reason is because Barry Baldwin, of course, we uh, had a good chat to Barry a few weeks ago at our outside broadcast and talked about his career and all these good horses, of course, Stradbroke and so on, La Montagna, all those good horses, Baggio, Megzigo, Hells County, Burdekin Blues, Candyman in recent times, Strawberry Malt Roulette, the list goes on and on. But this is his last runner today. I dare say it's going to be very emotional for him. Uh, this horse is not without a chance. Uh, Barry's tweaking the gear, believes that he'll handle the wet. And uh, I think it's just fitting that we get Barry on, given it's his last runner today on this heavy track at Ipswich Race 1, number 7, Shadow Cruiser. So, Robbie Dolan, you better give this a 10 out of 10. Barry Baldwin joins us. How are you, Barry? Good morning, Stephen. Going to be emotional today. Yeah, mate, yeah. Um, even if the races hadn't went ahead, I still would have uh, retired because, you know, you can't muck around too much. And I think it's the right thing. So I'm just happy they start. At least I get a chance to have a... Uh, go as a winner for me last starter. Well, he's not hopeless, this horse. Um, he didn't have any luck last start? No, he, he's sort of been without a luck in a couple of runs. I, I'm hoping the, uh, the added thing of the blinkers will help, um, as it often does. Uh, plus the fact is, as I said to you earlier, he's um, bred the handle the um, wet, but then, as I said, uh, I had two good looking sisters. Um, so... It doesn't always work out in breeding, but he um, he should race well. And looking at the names, as I sort of got on uh, Tony Gollan's horse, of course, and uh, maybe my old mate Tony Earhart, um, Polly, and the only other one I could think of um, was um, uh, a chance of um, Mystic Mac or, or um, Akimi. But but you know, it doesn't seem an over strong field. Yeah. Um, you bite your tongue when you say that. Yeah. And and let's hope that he can just get through. Yeah, when I say he didn't have any luck, he just had a wide run last start and he battled away there. And he's run previous at Ipswich. He sort of stuck up along the inside. Was that maybe inferior ground? He, he wasn't hopeless there as well, Shadow Cruiser. And back in trip today, that's a plus for him on a heavy, isn't it? Yeah, it is a plus for him, the heavy. And um, I, I think he's, uh, with the added, added thing of the blinkers, I'm putting a lot of faith in that. You mentioned Tony Earhart's got a runner in the race. He was best man at your wedding. He was, he was. Yeah. So if anybody's going to beat me, I, 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 I just hope it's uh, him. Yeah. But just hope it's, no one beats me. <laughs> Tell us why that song that I played at the start was so significant, The Yellow Rose of Texas. Um, oh, as I said, it's been well documented lately through you um, that I'd asked my wife out for 13 times or something like that um, before she ever went out with me. And I used to go on the local radio station and get a mate of mine to play The Yellow Rose of Texas. And her and I were the only ones that knew what it meant. So finally I wore it down. Now I confirmed with Margaret, she said it was 21 times, not 13. Well, it could have been 21. 13 is <laughs> unlucky, so, so 21 is better, better. So that was 4ZR you're talking about in Roma? Yeah, 4ZR, yeah. Yeah, they were good times, weren't they? They were. They were. They were. And they were the only in those days before ABC and that, uh, they were your only form of, um, of uh, entertainment. Yeah. Of course, um, you're not going to be lost to racing, which is the good thing, Barry? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. It might keep my mind a bit more active. And, and um, Chris, Mun uh, Chris um, Anderson's a great fella. And um, I think that I, uh, I might be some benefit to him to, uh, to help him a little bit. I'm sure you will be. Chris is with us, actually. How are you, Chris? Morning, Steve. Morning, Barry. Just good morning, mate. It'd be great to have him around, won't it, Chris, at your stable? Oh, fantastic. You just can't buy 60 years of experience, Steve. And um, 
it's really funny. When I first started training horses at Eagle Farm, I used to sit up in the public grandstand and um, Barry Ball used to sit up with Kelly Swear and I was too scared to go up and sit next to them. So I used to sit about 20 seats away on my own uh, watching my horses work. But uh, um, yeah, it's funny how uh, the evolution of life and racing takes hold and uh, yeah, it, it'll be fantastic. And um, there's a million things I'll ask Barry and what he did and what worked and what didn't. And um yeah, it'll be fantastic to have him around and he can do as much or as little as he likes and, uh, um, yeah, hopefully he um, enjoys our stable as much as he enjoys running his because he's certainly going to be there. Uh, welcome with open arms and, um, yeah, all well, our team are really looking forward to him coming on as, as are all our owners and, and what an asset for our owners yeah. to have, and you so, know, another set of eyes looking at all their horses on yeah. a daily basis. And particularly their hooves as well, because he's a master. That's something I only reali- learnt recently, that he was so good with, you know, managing horses' hooves over the years, chewing and so on. Yeah, yeah that's that's so true. And there's an old saying, isn't there, with uh, horses, no no, no, uh, no foot, no horse. So um, uh, vitally important. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll bring uh, just an enormous amount of knowledge to our stable. And, um, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get on extremely well and we've, we've known each other for a long time and um, yeah it'll be a, a, as I say a terrific asset Chris I'm not just saying this because he's on the line with us now but he, I don't know if he's got any enemies in racing everyone seems to gravitate and like uh, Barry Baldwin just because of his, I'm not saying he doesn't get angry we all get angry and we all blow up on occasions but he's just got this lovely demeanour about him yeah that's right and um, um, I'll certainly you know continue to hopefully um, Act and speak in the same way that, that Barry does throughout my career, and um, and and you know I, I guess racing can take its toll on individuals because of the hours and the pressures. But um, Barry's always yeah been such a uh, well balanced and um, beautifully spoken person with a, a terrific demeanour, and I guess that's why you know he's got the reputation he has uh, as an individual. So um, uh, a lot to learn not only there from a horse training point of view, but also from a uh, uh, you know a human perspective as well. Barry, who's going to go with you to the races today? Uh, my wife. Yeah. My wife's going up and a few of the owners and, and she said it's your last meeting, I better be there. Yeah. Of course, Lucky Pippos is a good mate of yours. Uh, is he going as well yeah, today? Yeah, he, he's still not. He's been, he went down to Sydney last weekend, but, I, I you know, if he wants to come, he definitely can. But I didn't ask him because he's, he's, you know, he's, these days he's a bit, little bit restricted. Yeah. I'm so pleased that we're going ahead. I was ringing the track manager up there, Sean Tao, earlier this morning, and he said, no, we're going. He said, it's going to, this fog's clearing. It's going to be quite a warm day today, Barry. Yes, it will be. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we're in the first race, and, and yeah, that's a bit better being on the first race because the track doesn't get cut up. So I'm a little bit hopeful and, and a little bit confident, but um, you know, I've been that way before, too, and yeah. it's knows. We know what racing's like. We just hope Shadow Cruiser runs its heart out. And, of course, that, ho- that relation to the horse, you train the mum, of course, Shadow Lawn, but I see time to testify one last weekend for Sean Dwyer and, of course, the relation to this horse, Barry. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he won and uh, um, and gave us up. Done very well being a light little fella. Uh, he's won 260000 so so he's a really, you know, a fairly good family. Chris, ubiquitous, a terrific horse for your stable. He's won seven races and he trialled behind Prince of Boom yesterday, ran second. Is he going to kick off soon? Yeah, he will, Steve. He'll uh, return to racing back uh, Saturday week in the Bribey here at Eagle Farm over the 1,000 metres. Obviously, nothing went to plan for him when we took him to Sydney last start, so we just based his runs. He probably 
took the toll out of him a little bit too, the trouble, but I'm hoping that'll certainly work to affect moving forward. He's a sound horse and, um, you know, he always puts in and he's, he's, he's been, as you say, Steve, a terrific asset for us. And I don't know who's going to line up in that race, but I know it won't be easy, but uh, he trialled really well, as you say, yesterday. Yeah, the Prince the Prince of Boom who won that heat, Rob's thinking about that bribery race as well, but he won two for your last prep, didn't he? Good prize money races. Really doing a great job. We only paid 35000 for him as a yearling, so... Um, he's been a, a terrific horse for our owners. And um, I guess the other four relation to him was one shy Ruby, who probably never reached the height. She was stakes placed, but um, we ended up selling her for a quarter of a million off a 50 grand price tag as well. So she's been a, a good story for those set of owners as well. So it's been a, a terrific family for our stable. And looking at you, you know, you're past 50 runners. So a lot of your horses have been picking up decent prize money along the way, Chris, in recent times, recent months. Yeah, Steve, we're really happy. I, th- I think our horses are running um, to the best of their ability. We, we'd, we'd certainly appreciate you know, a few more metropolitan uh, winners, but I guess there's ebbs and flows and ups and downs in racing. And, and look, as a stable, we're still very young. We're building. Uh, it's no secret that I get into racing quite late. And um, we continue to, um, you know, I suppose, attract really good owners and uh, certainly upgrading the quality of our horses uh, to our stable because that's the that's the key you know we can talk about uh, cheap horses as long as we like there's no secret in the fact that the average purchase price of the magic millions you know it's probably around 300,000 and it's um I, I think a real testament to uh uh you know the reflection of the success that trainers around Australia do have um give and take but um yeah look we're, we're heading in the right direction hopefully Barry will continue to be an asset for us and uh, I love what I do so um that's all I sort of worry about, I suppose. Yeah, some of your recent winners, of course, Artie Pants, a dime approach, and, and Nordley on winning uh, in the winner's circle. Was that Friday night, Sunshine Coat? That's right. Yeah, he did a super job. He didn't have any luck from a sticky gate and sat three deep with the 60 kilos and, and had the audacity to, to kick and win. So, yeah, look, he'll probably make his way back to Saturday grade in the not-too-distant future. And uh, there's a couple of nice two-year-olds I'm hoping will unearth over the, the next few weeks at the trials as well. Oh, so give me um, something. Uh, you wouldn't believe it, Steve. Some of these horses, whilst they're, 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 they're going super, uh, we're still waiting for names to come back from Racing oh, Australia okay. and a few ownership forms from oh. uh, from owners. So it's going to be a bit touch and go. Okay. But we've obviously got all those races. Magic Millions Day, like races called the debut, where you've got to win a trial to go to, to, to that particular race. So... Yeah, it's, a, it's almost a game of chess, getting these horses ready for that particular day. Yeah. And, uh, Barry, I know we discussed all your good horses and your, your, your success in Macau, which was remarkable after winning the, the Brisbane Trainers Premiership. You've actually won a Trainers Premiership this track too, haven't you, Ipswich? Uh, yes, yes. This track in Toowoomba. Yeah, I've been a bit lucky with that. A couple in Brisbane and one in Macau. Yeah. And this, two outlets. Obviously, people might think La Montagne was your favourite and your best horse, but... Was it something else along the along the way? Which is the one you had the real soft spot for? Was it Hells County, Burdigan Blues, Candyman? I, I had a soft, soft spot for Hells County, Burdigan Blues, and um, uh, Aramathia. You know, there, there was there were some handy horses, and you get a bit attached to them. And, and Chris would know himself that if they've been good to you and they've been good to the stable, well, you sort of get a bit attached to them. And and uh, it's um, a part of being a racehorse trainer, I think. Guess what year that Yellow Rose of Texas was released, Barry? Uh, I know I was young. <laughs> 1955. 1955. <laughs> oh, 
Good luck this afternoon, Barry. We're, we're all we're all watching this horse. We're all hoping the horse has its chance, and it'd just be fairy tale if the horse can go out and uh, just bring the curtain down on such a wonderful career. But win, lose, or draw, you should be very proud of what you've been able to achieve. It's quite incredible. Thanks very much, and thanks, Chris. Thanks, Barry. Barry Bob and Chris Anderson uh, talking about that horse running in the first race today, Shadow Cruiser at Ipswich. Oh, no, no.